It wasn't infinity, in fact. Infinity itself looks flat and uninteresting. The chamber into which the air car emerged was anything but infinite. It was just very, very big, so big that it gave the impression of infinity far better than infinity itself. Arthur's senses bobbed and spun as, travelling at the immense speed he knew the air car attained, they climbed slowly through the open air, leaving the gateway through which they had passed an invisible pinprick in the shimmering wall behind them. The wall. The wall defied the imagination, seduced it, and defeated it. The wall was so paralyzingly vast and sheer that its top, bottom, and sides passed away beyond the reach of sight. The mere shock of vertigo could kill a man. The wall appeared perfectly flat. It would take the finest laser-measuring equipment to detect that as it climbed, apparently to infinity, as it dropped dizzily away, as it planed out to either side, it also curved. It met itself again thirteen light seconds away. In other words, the wall formed the inside of a hollow sphere, a sphere over three million miles across and flooded with unimaginable light. "'Welcome,' said Slarty Bardfast, as the tiny speck that was the air car, travelling now at three times the speed of sound, crept imperceptibly forward into the mind-boggling space. "'Welcome,' he said, "'to our factory floor.' Arthur stared about him in a kind of wonderful horror. Ranged away before them, at distances he could neither judge nor even guess at, were a series of curious suspensions. Delicate traceries of metal and light hung about shadowy spherical shapes that hung in the space. This, said Slarty Bartfast, is where we make most of our planets, you see. You mean, said Arthur, trying to form the words, you mean you're starting it all up again now? "'No, no! Good heavens, no!' exclaimed the old man. "'No, the galaxy isn't nearly rich enough to support us yet. "'No, we've been awakened to perform just one extraordinary commission "'for very special clients from another dimension. "'It may interest you. There, in the distance in front of us.' "'Arthur followed the old man's finger "'till he was able to pick out the floating structure he was pointing out. It was indeed the only one of the many structures that betrayed any sign of activity about it, though this was more a subliminal impression than anything one could put one's finger on. At that moment, however, a flash of light arced through the structure and revealed in stark relief the patterns that were formed on the dark sphere within. Patterns that Arthur knew. Rough, blobby shapes that were as familiar to him as the shapes of words part of the furniture of his mind. For a few seconds he sat in stunned silence as the images rushed around his mind and tried to find somewhere to settle down and make sense. Part of his brain told him that he knew perfectly well what he was looking at and what the shapes represented, while another quite sensibly refused to countenance the idea and abdicated responsibility for any further thinking in that direction. The flash came again, and this time there could be no doubt. The earth, 
whispered Arthur. Well, the Earth Mark II, in fact, said Slotty Bartfast cheerfully. We're making a copy from our original blueprints. There was a pause. Are you trying to tell me, said Arthur, slowly and with control, that you originally made the Earth? Oh, yes, said Slotty Bartfast. Did you ever go to a place... I think it was called Norway. No, said Arthur. No, I didn't. Pity, said Slotty Bartfast. That was one of mine. Won an award, you know. Lovely, crinkly edges. I was most upset to hear of its destruction. You were upset? Yes. Five minutes later, and it wouldn't have mattered so much. It was a quite shocking cock-up. Huh? said Arthur. The mice were furious. The mice were furious? Oh, yes, said the old man mildly. Yes, well, so I expect were the dogs and cats and duck-billed platypuses, but, ah, but they hadn't paid for it, you see, had they? Look, said Arthur, would it save you a lot of time if I just gave up and went mad now? For a while, the air-car flew on in awkward silence. Then the old man tried patiently to explain. Earth man, the planet you lived on was commissioned, paid for, and run by mice. It was destroyed five minutes before the completion of the purpose for which it was built, and we've got to build another one. Only one word was registering with Arthur. Mice, he said. Indeed, earth man. Look, Sorry, are we talking about the little white furry things with the cheese fixation and women standing on tables screaming in early sixty sitcoms? Slarty Bartfast coughed politely. <clears throat> Earthman, he said, it is sometimes hard to follow your mode of speech. Remember, I have been asleep inside this planet of Magrathea for five million years, and know little of these early sixties sitcoms of which you speak. These creatures you call mice, you see, they are not quite as they appear. They are merely the protrusion into our dimension of vastly hyper-intelligent pandimensional beings. The whole business with the cheese and the squeaking is just a front. The old man paused, and with a sympathetic frown continued, "'They've been experimenting on you, I'm afraid.' Arthur thought about this for a second, and then his face cleared. "'Ah, no,' he said. "'I see the source of the misunderstanding now. "'No, look, you see, what happened was that we used to do experiments on them. "'They were often used in behavioural research, Pavlov and all that sort of stuff. "'So what happened was that the mice would be set all sorts of tests, "'learning to ring bells, run round mazes and things, "'so that the whole nature of the learning process could be examined. "'From our observations of their behaviour, "'we were able to learn all sorts of things about our own.' "'Arthur's voice trailed off. "'Such subtlety,' said Slarty Bartfast. One has to admire it. What? said Arthur. How better to disguise their real natures, and how better to guide your thinking? Suddenly running down a maze the wrong way, eating the wrong bit of cheese, unexpectedly dropping dead of myxomatosis. If it's finely calculated, the cumulative effect is enormous.
He paused for effect. You see, Earthman, they really are particularly clever, hyper-intelligent, pan-dimensional beings. Your planet and people have formed the matrix of an organic computer running a ten-million-year research program. Let me tell you the whole story. It'll take a little time. Time, said Arthur weakly, is not currently one of my problems.'